Everything you know about health is about to change. Welcome to Straight Talk on Health with Dr. Vincent Medici. Sometimes people suffer, not from lack of faith, but from lack of knowledge. This is the show that changes that. If you are tired of being sick, tired of not getting answers, tired of spinning in circles, for healing is not a mystery. It is a miracle that you were designed to experience. It takes hard work and real knowledge. It takes patience and time. It takes the education this show can provide. So get it straight today. Here's Dr. Medici. Good morning, Dr. Vincent Medici. The question is, should you get a knee replacement? The Insider's Guide, part two. I started part one. Get on the website, listen to part one when you can. This is part two. I want to get into it in a little more detail today. And of course, this is a never-ending inquiry, but I think two pieces should at least get you started and leave you feeling a little bit more informed about this very important decision. To sum up last week in a nutshell, if you even need and must get a knee replacement, ask your surgeon implore your surgeon to give you the semi-knee replacement. They have ways of determining whether you're going to get the partial or the full. Even they would try to give you the partial. But understand, and this is news to them, unfortunately, if you get the full knee, knee replacement, you can't really flex your knee with enough efficiency. Maybe you'll get 100, 110, 120 degrees at most. But the point is... No matter what, after a full knee replacement, the quadricep, the rectus femoris, tends to go in contracture, meaning it shortens and not in a good way. You don't ever stretch it out like you should be able to. And the consequence of that is that it pulls on the psoas muscle on the same side. And once the psoas is tugged on, it displaces anteriorly. And this creates an enormous problem throughout the entire body. Now, cost-benefit, if you actually had to get a knee replacement, you know, the termites ate your knee and there was no knee left, something like this, well, then cost-benefit, you got to do it and you got to figure out how to compensate. No arguments there. But before you do it, meaning before you get a knee replacement, before you get a full knee replacement, ask your surgeon, is there a way we can do the partial? Get them thinking that way. And remember, if you're over 70, I'm going to call them on this. The medical model, whether they say it or not, is you're old, you're dead soon, and really just sit in a chair and play with your grandkids and shut up. And too many people get the screw this way. So you have to bring your youth and vitality, whether you're 60, 70, 80, or 90, because it's a matter of integrity. It's a matter of human dignity. And it's not the fault of the surgeon. It's just the fault of the system. And the fault of the system is up to an informed public to change. So there's nobody to blame here. We just need to assume the responsibility. And you can't do that if you don't have the knowledge, thus the show. Good morning. I'm Dr. Vincent Medici. If you haven't heard me before, the website, straighttalk.cc, not .com. What is it? 523 shows 
over, I think it's now 11 years. Time flies. It's like I did the show yesterday. All right, so part two. What are we going to talk about? If you can get to the website, again, straighttalk.cc, take a look at the pictures. I put five pictures on there to familiarize you with the anatomy. Those of you driving, of course, this is impossible. Keep your eyes on the road, maybe your ears on the radio or whatever, and understand this. Your surgeon divides the knee into three parts. One part is under the kneecap. The other part is on the inside of your knee, and the other part's on the outside of your knee. Now, that isn't rocket science. Compartments, they call it. The one under your kneecap is called the patello, meaning kneecap, patella, femoral, meaning the heads or the ends of your femur, your thigh bone. Part one or one part is the one compartment is the patello femoral compartment. Then there's the inside or medial compartment and the outside lateral compartment. The deal is if they give you the tests, the x-rays, the scans, the MRIs, CT scans, whatever they do, if they see one greater than one compartment messed up, if they see greater than one compartment messed up, if they see greater than one compartment messed up, that means two or three, they're going to say, do the full knee replacement. Now, that's technically where they start. But you have to understand something. It's not the preferred choice to say, well, one compartment's messed up and the other two or one of the other two, the second compartment, well... It doesn't look so good. And they figure, well, if it doesn't look so good in a year or two or three, it's going to look terrible. So let's do the total knee replacement now since it's coming anyway. Now, this is called discretion. Discretion has a lot of nuances. This is what's between the lines. So if the termites eat your kneecap and under your kneecap and the termites eat the inside of your knee, and the outside's good, but the other two compartments are destroyed. Tornado hit it. The surgeon has an easy choice and a strong argument. That's really not what this show is about. But, and this happens a lot. And I said a lot. And I said a lot. You're 70 75, you're old. You're going to die soon. Just sit in a chair, shut up, and play with your grandkids. Statistically, that's the way it goes. And they figure if they could do the partial, they should do the full. Because you're old. Because the statistics mean whatever you're doing wrong to destroy your knee, you're just going to keep doing. And when you add up, you're older. You don't have to be too active. Whatever you did wrong, you're not going to change. You're diabetic. You're not going to change it. You wear the wrong shoes. You wear too many high, too much high heels. Whatever you're doing that's produced this problem in the first place, chronic degenerative 
situations. It's just going to continue. So if they want to give you a partial, they figure, why should I? Because we don't want to risk surgery a second time two to three to four to five years later. All surgeries carry risk. All surgeries carry complication. So on that basis, they figure no. Now, maybe for John Q. Public, this is a good idea. But what about all you guys out there and women that are athletes? You were athletes. You are athletes. You're 70, 71, 75, and you're vibrant. And you want to garden, and you want to swim, and you want to hike, and you want to do all sorts of things. You want your health. Well, if you were an Olympic athlete, they would work to give you a partial. If you were a paid professional athlete, they'd work to give you a partial. But because you fall into a certain category, all things added up, they argue for the total knee replacement. And as I said, check last show, this is problematic. It has very costly side effects. And they're not acknowledged. And again, the quadricep, the rectus femoris, because you can no longer fully stretch that quadricep, pulls the psoas muscle out of place. And check 50 of my other shows on this. Check everything Ida Rolf, as in Rolfing, lived to explain. Once that psoas becomes incompetent, you will suffer. And on that basis, if you're vibrant, if you want to stay functional in that way that a total knee replacement will deny you, you have to talk to your surgeon and say, look, and here's, here's the detail here now. You say, Mr. Surgeon, I know I might need a total, but one compartment, yes, it's messed up, but the other one, can't you do classic surgery on it, classic surgical technique? Can't you go in there and clean it up? So let's just say underneath the kneecap, you have osteophytes, meaning bone spurs. And when that patella glides, those bone spurs make it painful. Or you have ledges on the outside of the kneecap that have grown extra bone. And so as that patella kneecap glides, there's a problem. Let's say because of that problem, with that problem, tandem to that problem, corollary to that problem, you have less cartilage underneath the kneecap. Let's say up there in the grooves of the th end of the thigh bone, the femoral condyles, they're sort of pocked up a little bit. There's defects in them. It's crickly in there. Well, there's classic surgical technique to amend that, to alleviate pain. And I'm telling you right now, if you got into the causes of degeneration, which your surgeon isn't that interested in, physical therapy should be interested in, but they only do post-surgical stuff. There's this whole field there in rehab 
preventative. The kind the athletes get. The kind the elite physical therapists. Believe me, Tom Brady gets this kind of care. And it's not so much that it's so costly. You have to, John Q. Public, have this in your mind. It's the standard for you. You use the Tom Brady standard. His buddy there, Guerrera, out there in the Bahamas, wherever they are, they're making sure Tom Brady doesn't bust up in his 40s. And he's proven you can do that. I'm telling you, you can do that. I'm telling you there's ways to do that. I'm telling you whether it's elite physical therapy, whether it's elite chiropractic, whether it's elite osteopathic, whether it's elite massage, you got to search. you got to find your people. But lots of good minds, great minds, get into why you messed up in the first place, why it degenerated in the first place. And so if you have a surgeon then that goes in there, and he says, look, clearly one compartment is mangled. You need it replaced. There is the hemi. There is the semi-knee replacement. And in all fairness to the other side of the coin, don't delude yourself. If that piece, that medial, lateral, patellofemoral compartment is destroyed, you're going to need a surgery. But that second compartment or the third if they go in there and clean up the mess and you apply elite physical therapy, guess what? You saved yourself a full knee replacement, and that is worth an inquiry. It is the inquiry you have to make. You have to call your surgeon to the standard because I am telling you from much experience, right now the standard is, well, one looks no good. The second one, well, you know, it's going to mess up in three years anyway, so why subject the patient to another surgery in three to five years? Makes sense in their mind, except what? What your surgeon isn't even aware of is what elite Tom Brady-level physical therapy entails. And when I talk to you 523 shows about joint mechanics, biomechanics, all sorts of ways to work out scar tissue that greatly influence your experience of pain in a moderately degenerated knee, one that doesn't need surgery, but without that level of physical therapy, without that understanding, it's going to go to surgery. When your training regimens are so wrong, they're so abusive to your body, and you're 50 or 55, and you're headed for a surgery if you don't change your training regimens, which you know nothing about generally, Tr truly. If these things were taken into account, if there was foresight, if there was a sense of reverse engineering, if there was a sense of, let's go back and see how you degenerated your kneecap, Let's see how you degenerated that meniscus. Let's see how you degenerated those condyles. If you were doing that post-surgically, well then, that semi-partial knee replacement would last 10 years or 15 years. Now, if you're 75 years old and you get a semi, a partial instead of a total, with the assumption that you can stop, even reverse to some extent, 
the damage after the surgeon helps you with classic surgical technique. In other words, in your rehab, you start going into what and why you degenerated in the first place. And you do that. And you get another 10 to 15 years out of a half knee replacement, out of a semi-knee replacement. You scored big. You scored big. So once again, it just comes down to your knowledge and pat yourself on the back because you're smart enough to listen to shows that give you that knowledge. Back before they had the knee replacements down. When I was in my 20s, they didn't have knee replacements that were worth a dime. I don't even think they had them. You would look for what? Sports medicine orthopedists. I went to a guy years ago. I had knee pain in my early 20s. It was bad. It knocked me out of the game for about a year. And I had a surgeon, Dr. Doherty, on the east end of New York. I think I was 18. And I walked in, and I because I had this bad pain underneath my kneecap. And it was all the time. It was a lot. If I sat and watched a movie, my under the kneecap would throb. And he I walked in and the guy said to me, I was 18, what we're going to do is just flip up that kneecap and shave the cartilage underneath the knee. And I said, and this was me, it always has been, uh, Dr. Doherty, I don't think we'll be doing that. You see, I don't think we'll be doing that. And he looked at me because he wasn't used to being spoken to that way. And I... You know, to tell you the truth, I don't know if I paid him. I didn't come there to get hacked up. I came there for someone to figure it out. So what I did is I went to a guy named Joe Fetto, F-E-T-T-O, Dr. Fetto, at NYU. He was the orthopedic surgeon for the New York Jets. Look his name up. He's probably retired, but look his name up. He'll be there. Dr. Joe Fetto. And Joe Fetto said to me, surgery for that? That's ridiculous. He said, you have to do this and you have to do that and you have to do this. Now, I was 18. I was on my way to understanding a lot more over that next decade or two or three or four about biomechanics of the knee. And thank God I was smart enough not to do that surgery. And this is done all the time. All the time. By doctors who simply lie by omission. And it's not a lie like they they just follow the rules. They have a standard, a playbook, and that's what they do. The problem is is something called discretion. And discretion and judgment should play in a lot more than discretion and judgment usually do. And so what was Joe Fetto thinking about? Well, Joe Fetto was the kind of guy that because Joe Fetto, Dr. Fetto, F-E-T-T-O, because he had athletes, he had to think more in terms of keeping that athlete back in the game. So if you were the kind of surgeon that basically did the surgery, and then told the athlete, you're over. Your days are over. Well, you weren't 
the guy that was going to be the surgeon to the New York Jets. So you had to learn to do a good job, but function conservatively, and your discretion changed. Now, we've spawned a culture. We have spawned a culture that glorifies youth, beauty, tight skin, buttockses that don't sag, breasts that don't sag, and all sorts of different things. We are clearly afraid to age. And this is horrible because instead of venerating the wisdom that comes with age, we like to take older people and forget about them. This is not a good sign. This is something we do regularly. And for all the baloney that you hear about how we honor the elderly, we really don't. And the only reason we don't, the main reason, is we're afraid to get old and we don't want to think about it. It's unfair. It's wrong. It's costly. And what that does is it sinks, it seeps, it infiltrates our judgment. And so what happens as you age is when you consult your physicians, you're put into a category. And this really does factor in. They're not thinking like the sports medicine doctor. So number one, these surgeons, and when I say sports medicine, don't be deceived by these nitwits that use it as a label because some of these guys are smart. And they add words like sports medicine. They're not sports medicine. Sports medicine is someone whose reputation depends on keeping Tom Brady playing another five years. You see, his reputation's on the line. And if he gets classified as a hacker, go to him, you lost your game. Basketball, baseball, football, boxing, hockey, whatever. That's a sports medicine orthopod, an orthopedist, because he's under the gun. He better figure out a way to preserve function. That's who you want. And don't let them say they do it, meaning they work with athletes, you see, because they've got some little practice or arrangement with the high school football team. No. I'm talking about people who work with a mindset where you come in at 35, 36, 37 years old when you're not a teenager and they got to do something to preserve a career. There's a distinction. You have to look, you have to search, you have to use your judgment. What else is new? Always cut less. Always replace less. Always do less. And yes, everyone will nod their head and say, yes, of course, that's what we do. All right, put it to the test. Simply say, replace one compartment, clean up the other one, clean it up. Don't replace it because I don't want the full knee replacement. As far as knees are concerned, that's a great way to determine just how conservative your surgeon really is. Now, you can extend this to the entire body, every joint is different, but every joint sounds like that. And of course, the show I didn't do, I wanted to give part one and part two specifically to this concept. But the show that I didn't do 
is post-surgical rehab. The show I didn't do is how you prevent this stuff or stop it or even reverse it to begin with. And I'll give you a hint. None of it is a quick fix. All of it depends on concepts that are scattered throughout all the shows I've done on joint repair, joint rehab, biomechanics. This is the elite stuff. And the only thing I'm going to leave you with is be careful when they tell you it's bone on bone. Be careful. Because bone on bone has become a cop out. Yes, sometimes all the cartilage is gone and it is bone on bone. But more often than not, there's about 20-25% left. And if you adjust the biomechanical forces, it's just enough cartilage to keep you out of pain. So be careful. Get educated. And that's all I have to say about part two, should you get a knee replacement. God bless you. We will see you next week. Ta-ta. Okay, that's a wrap. Don't forget to get to Dr. Medici's website at drmedici.com to look at the pictures and review the show as often as you wish. See you next week.